Folks, you've got to understand something. The underpinnings of our democracy, of our republic, the very fundamentals are solid. The underlying issues are right, are not the underpinnings. They're there. Every mechanism and processes are in place systematically, categorically there. A tool at your disposal and mine to utilize, to manipulate, to manage, and to apply. Because that's the basic tenets of survival, that the underpinnings are there. You know, the land constantly fights you, but the underpinnings are there for agriculture to work. If you're willing to till the ground and work it, if you're willing to endure the famine, if you're willing to endure the storms, if you're willing to go out there and endure the predators that come, but maintain to work it and to defend it. Because also in those basic understandings, survival has written in it opposition. There's always opposition. That's what fortifies your position is the opposition, the ability to defend, to fine tune and to focus your ability to continue and prove your worthiness of your stewardship and your accountability for forward momentum and mobility going forward in life for success, for your posterity, for your legacy, in honor of your heritage and your duty. If you take that responsibility, then you must defend against every opposition that will challenge you every step of the way. And in that, you must never grow weary or tired. The Bible says, let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap. When we become weary of our freedom, of our liberty, and think it is an entitlement that arbitrarily just sits there and just automatically produces a righteous result, then you are primed for defeat. Survival requires a constant defense. That's why you have military. That's why you have surveillance cameras. That's why you have a dog to guard your family. That's why you have alarm systems. Your body biologically and its immunology constantly is working to build up white blood cells to fight what? Any and everything that may come into the body. And in fact, it wants to know what those things are so it can begin to code itself, position itself to attack it in order for the Bible, the, the Bible, in order for the body's survival. And that's its highest order, survival. The first step, survival. Just basic water, air, and food, survival. And then when we move past survival, we go into the qualitative aspect, not the quantitative, but the qualitative aspect of that survival. And in there lies really most of our problem. The divisiveness, 
the sectarianism, the prejudice, the bias, the grouping, the coalescing, the confluence, the contradictions, the convictions, the separations, the integrations, the synergy, the energy. And in that is also a natural order of things. That's why golfers hang out with golfers and surfers with surfers. That's why people that are into ACDC are not the same people that are into Tracy Atkins and Garth Brooks. Some people seem to not understand that it's okay to have difference and diversity of interest. They seem not to understand it's okay to have borders, rules and laws that differ. They seem to not understand it or respect it because the other aspect is fear. And the fear is the other farm on the other side of the hill, the neighbor down the street, the Italian that's not German, the German that's not Russian, the Russian that's not Polish, the Polish that's not French, the French that's not Spaniard, the Zimbabwe that's not Zimbabwean, that's not Nigerian, the Sunni that's not Shia. The black that's not white in America. The Irish that's not English. And then we start finding out that the Catholic that's not Protestant. The Mormon that's not Jehovah Witness. You see, we begin to build groups. That's a natural thing to do, by the way. We begin to form our posse, our clique. When you go to School, do you not remember, recall the cliques? You're finding your place, trying to figure out where you belong. Maybe you were in a science club, the nerd club. Maybe you were in the jock club. Maybe you were in the quiet club, the isolated club. Maybe you were in the art club, the actors, the thespians, the singers, the choirs. And you're trying to find your clique, your group, because that's where you're going to develop. You can't develop with everybody, but you have to find one aspect of something and you hone in on that and you form a group. And in each of those groups, then you learn how to mitigate, regulate, and integrate with each other. Not fully, but enough. Respecting that that's your interest and that's my interest. Well, I'm a football player. Well, I'm an academic. Well, I'm an artist. And then we learn to appreciate the role that the academic plays. And the academic learns to appreciate the school spirit of the jock. And the jock learns to appreciate the artistry of the actor or the theater or the singer without demonizing them. Unless we feel threatened by them when they impede or intrude upon our interest and quest for power and control or a higher position. And we begin to bring and build our towers and our borders not for the purpose of definition, to define us, to describe us, but rather to divide us. Separation, identification, difference does not have to be a point of division. Countries have borders, that doesn't mean division. 
That's how we interact, understanding where the lines are. That's why we park at Costco or Walmart or wherever we go. Disneyland for most of you, not me. And we work when collectively we obey those rules when we stand in line, else everyone would be jumping the line to get in the ride. We all can enjoy it without the chaos, without the anarchy, if we approach it that way. But man in his nature will always throw that proverbial wrench in the wheel to disrupt it and to bring chaos. Some people just like to see things burn. And that's where you need your military. That's where you need your cops. That's where you need your prosecutors. Because all things being equal, not everybody wants to see good. There are just some people that want to watch things burn. And they enjoy it. They revel in it. Call it a psychosomatic, psychological break. Call it some sort of deficiency in their gene. But some people just want to watch things burn. Your job is to fight that, resist that, identify it, and oppose it. And then to bring up the flank. Always bringing up the flank. Always looking at your weakest and the least amongst you. Contributing to it. Not everyone has to have the same thing or what the Joneses have or make what another man makes, but to achieve his or her best at their optimum without envy, covetousness, or jealousy, but with contentment, where is true great gain. But it's self-hatred, is it not? The divisions? You hate yourself? What are you pursuing? Your fear. You fear being ugly. So you paint your face with 10 layers of makeup and false lashes because you don't understand your own beauty. You fear not being attractive. So you spend more hours working out unnecessarily when you can be contributing to your community, your neighborhood, and your world. You're more concerned by the size of your pecs, your biceps, your abs, and your ass than you are your activism and socialism in life, contributing to your neighbor, your community, your business your friends, your family, and the stranger because you are afraid. And why do you pursue greed so incessantly, so vigorously, where nothing is never enough? It's because you fear poverty. And if it isn't out of the fear of poverty, it is a lust for power to dominate and rule because you refuse to be humble under any authority except your own. You want no one to have anything to say to you, about you, for you, or to you. So you resist authority. And where did you learn that? Probably in your home. Because of a bad father or no father at all. Or because you were abused. And when you are abused, you were misused. Then you grow up misusing and abusing the system to get back at mama or papa. Or the world, because you weren't born on the right side of the tracks. But on both sides of the tracks exist the same odds. How much of a chance does anyone need to succeed in life? It's incrementally. It's any part. It doesn't matter if it's one chance or a hundred. At any part. You can reverse and go negative. Ezekiel says, there's nothing worse than a righteous man that becomes wicked as opposed to a wicked man that becomes righteous. How many people do you know started off so well and ended up so horribly? And how many people 
do you know, started off so horribly and ended up so well. Remember in school, the ugly duckling? You see them in college, and they are the queen of the school, the next Miss America. Remember the guy that was skinny with the glasses? He's the jock with the muscles. Remember the jock with the muscles? He's poor on his own welfare. You remember the girl in high school everybody want to be with? She's going in and out of jail because of prostitution. You cannot predict fully where the end of a matter may be. But you can definitely plan on where you are and what you want to be and get on that road, on that path, and on that trajectory to take you there. This society is built right now so much on fear because of globalist elitists. Well, we could talk about the bigger picture, but I'd rather talk about the smaller picture. Probably because of your father or your mother, something that happened in your childhood. It's really reverse engineering. We can talk about the people that are the head of the bank and the corporations and the pharmaceuticals and the military industrial complex, all of that kind of blah, 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 blah. But that started someplace. And your response to all of that doesn't start there. It starts here in your beginnings, the underlining, underpinning issues of where you were formed and where you were born, how you were trained and what you do about it when you realize you weren't trained right, and how soon you get on the right path rather than stay on the wrong one. Diminishing the chances of failure, increasing the possibilities of success by recognizing, identifying with honesty your mess, and then addressing it, readdressing, reassessing, reformulating a new strategy to approach it. You can do this if you have the will to do it, but you are governed by your fear. So you're taught to fight amongst yourselves, brother against brother, Cain and Abel. The citizens should not be fighting the cops. The cops should not be threatening the citizens. It is the overall system that these people form that they do not hold accountable. And do you know why you don't hold these people that you give power and entrust to Lord over you accountable? Because you don't hold yourself accountable. When we hold ourselves accountable, we will hold those that we appoint and entrust with law and power to govern our society collectively accountable. But it must start with self-accountability. Reality. Don't lie to yourself. And then you will not vote for people that lie to you. Get your fear properly based. And your faith in this right place. And we will sustain ourselves against the opposition and the vulnerabilities that seek to destroy us.